This is the Weekly Parsha with Rabbi Mendel Lipsker from Chabad of Hyde Park. And a wonderful Arab Shabbos to all of you. Great to be with you. To chat, to talk, to celebrate. Celebrate what? Of course, this is the last Shabbos of the year. And it's been a special year in so many different ways. We're not going to review the entire year, but it has been a year of greatness. Big moments, difficult moments, challenging moments, blessed moments. But this has been a year that the Jewish people have to stop and consider carefully and profoundly about their purpose, about their being who and what they are, the direction of their lives. We look at the world and we often wonder what is actually happening, what is going on, how is it that so many people behave so badly? How is it that so many nations behave badly? How is it that anti-Semitism is on the rise? How is it that the Jewish people always have to look to themselves and into themselves in order to understand who and what they are, and in order to ultimately protect themselves as well. It's through the devotion, the relationship with God, that the Jewish people have whatever identity that they do, and he ultimately is their guardian, their savior, and protects us all from difficulty and pain. And this is why this Shabbos, the last Shabbos of the year, when we are actively involved in preparing for the new year, for the coming year, we also have to reflect upon the past, we have to think about the past, we have to go through in in fact, all the Shabbases that we experienced and celebrated and all the portions of the Torah that we studied, that we learned, that we took certain dimensions of importance into our lives. This is what this Shabbos is all about. It's a Shabbos of greatness, and this is why I say we celebrate the Shabbos, because, well, in a few days' time, we'll be standing for the ultimate judge of judges, God Almighty himself, asking for a good, sweet, wonderful year, a year that is blessed materially and spiritually, a year that is filled with all the good things that each and every one of us so rightfully deserves. However, it's this Shabbos that precedes it, and this is why the Parsha of this week is so very important as well. And the Parsha is Nitzavim. We all stand before God. We'll talk about that in a few minutes. But it's the Parsha of the week that gives us an understanding of what this Shabbos is truly all about. This Shabbos normally would have been Shabbos Mevorchem when we bless the coming month, because Rosh Hashanah, in addition to being the head of the year, is also Rosh Chodesh, is also the first of the month of Tishrei. And the question is raised, why is it that we don't bless this month? This Shabbos, which is Shabbos Mevorachim, the Shabbos before Rosh Chodesh, why is it that we don't bless this month? All sorts of answers, but a magnificent answer that comes from the Baal Shem Tov himself, who said that the reason we don't bless this month, this coming month of Tishrei, which is not only Rosh Chodesh, but also the head of the year, it's because God himself blesses this month. And God's blessing enables us to bless all the other 11 months of the year. The Baal Shem Tov is telling us that it is God himself on the Shabbos Mavarchim who blesses, gives an energy into this coming month, which includes the entire year, which enables us, mere mortals, human beings, to bless each and every single month thereafter. And we have to understand what is the blessing that Baal Shem Tov tells us, what this blessing is. The blessing that he gives to the coming month, to the coming year, 
is the Parsha itself. Atem Nitzavim Hayom, you are all standing upright, firm, strong. You are standing with a certainty that each and every one of you, despite your station and position in life, whether you are a leader, whether you're a water carrier, it doesn't matter who you are, men, women, children, everybody, everybody stands before God with a tremendous sense of clarity and certainty that this year, this coming year, will be a better year, a good year, a good year and a sweet year in the fullest sense of the word. Normally, Ritzavim and Bayelech, these two parashiyot, come together. However, this year, because of the structure of the calendar, we read them separately. Now, Ritzavim and Bayelech, according to certain commentaries, not two separate parshas that we read together from time to time. It's an actual fact, one parsha that is divided sometimes. And this is one of those years that it's divided, and we'll talk about that soon. But Nitzavim and Vayelech are two terms which seem to be contradictory. Nitzavim means standing firm, upright, standing in one place. Vayelech means movement, going forward, going forward with a tremendous sense of energy, almost with a sense of speed. How can you have one Parsha, or in fact a twin Parsha, that carries opposite names? On the one hand, it's Nitzavim, standing upright, standing firm, and at the same time, it's Vayelech moving forward with a tremendous sense of purpose, with a destination, with a sense of energy, and with a sense of speed as well. What is this all about, the standing firm and moving at the same time? And as we go through the Parsha, we'll begin to see that the Parsha speaks about the unique covenant and bond that we have with Hashem, the unique relationship that we have with Hashem. This is God reaffirming Him as our God, and appointing us as his people. And it's this incredible relationship that brings about the unique bond between the Jewish people and God. Now, what is a bond? What is a covenant? Our sages tell us something very important. A covenant is not dependent upon any external reason. Once the covenant is made, whether you love each other or, God forbid, are distant from each other, The bond still stands. The covenant is there. It's binding. It's eternal. It's everlasting. Now, we often think to ourselves that our relationship with God is based upon particular feelings at particular times. We love God. We're close to God. We're excited about his Torah. We're excited about his mitzvot. And this is why we feel a closeness. And sometimes we feel a distance from God for whatever reason, God forbid. We feel far away. We feel that somehow we aren't living up to that which is expected of us. We don't live according to his will. We don't live according to his commandment. For whatever reason, we can justify it, we can explain it, we can simply, well, recognize it as a weakness and a shortcoming. But the fact is, from time to time, we feel distant because our behavior is distant. And this is why this Parsha tells us, regardless of how we feel, regardless of what particular spiritual energy we might have at any moment in time, the fact is that our covenant with God is eternal, it's everlasting. And as we go through this Parsha, the language that is used, Moshe uses such incredibly rich language to describe the various dimensions of this eternal bond between ourselves and God. It is something which lasts forever. It is something which is immutable. It cannot be changed. Not time, not circumstance, not anything. It doesn't matter who we are. As I said before, 
The Torah enumerates all sorts of different characters, speaking about the leaders, the heads of the community, speaking about the individuals, the ordinary people within the community. Each and every one stands together and stands firm, and each one is present. No one is excluded. We don't say this individual or that individual doesn't have the correct status in order to be here together with everyone else. We all stand together. Emphasis on all and together. We stand together as one people, and each and every one of us is present. The idea of this unity is something which is quite unique as well, and we wonder why it is that Torah makes this incredible differentiation between the various types of people, but more of all of that soon. This is the Weekly Parsha with Rabbi Mendel Lipsker from Chabad of Hyde Park. We're talking about Nitzavim Mameyelech. We're talking about that, in fact, these two terms are a contradiction. One means standing still in one place. The other refers to movement forward. And our Hasidic masters tell us something which is quite amazing, that these two parshas talk about two different aspects of our relationship with God and our bond with God. And Nitzavim refers to the bond that God makes with us. Mameyelech refers to the bond how we respond to God. And this is why Nitzavim is firm, it's permanent, it's immutable. God is always there in every single sense of the word. God does not change, whereas Vayelech, referring to each and every one of us, human beings, human beings are prone to change. This is what the human condition is all about. And it's this interesting relationship where the changing creature connects with the permanent God. And this is the bond, this is the covenant, this is the relationship between God and the Jewish people. And it's something for us to understand because, as I said before, regardless of the circumstances of life, regardless of who you are, regardless of where and when you are, you are always permanently and eternally connected with God. Yes, you are obligated to change. Change for the better, of course. You are a human being, and this is why with time you change, you grow older, Your conditions change, your intellect changes, your emotions move forward. Everything about life is connected with movement and change. What is immutable, what is permanent, what is real, what does not change is your relationship with God. And our relationship with God really is based upon two dimensions, the dimension of faith and the dimension of reason. We understand it says you shall know God your God. And yes, we delve into that subject with tremendous application. We try to understand so many different dimensions of God through his Torah, through the oral Torah, through the written law, through the mystical dimensions of Torah. We try to understand as much as we can about God, about the way he functions. But the underlying factor of what connects us with God is not our understanding of God, but our faith in God, our absolute affirmation, our realization that this is the ultimate and only truth, and this is God himself. And this is something which doesn't change, regardless how much we know or don't know, regardless of what kind of scholar we might be, how much we have studied, or how little we have studied. No matter what position in life we might occupy, this absolute faith is equal to each and every one of us. And this is why the Parsha of Netzavim, which speaks about the infinity and permanence of God, talks about 
all the different type of people because the faith of the highest and the faith of the most simple is equal in a sense. Yes, the understanding is very different. The emotions are very different. The love and fear of God is very different. The relationship in terms of the knowledgeable dimensions of what Yiddishkeit is all about is very different. But in fact, the absolute faith in God is equal regardless of who and what we are because faith is not dependent upon changing and developing dimensions of reason. Faith is immutable, it's permanent, it's there in every sense of the word, and this is foundation of our relationship with God. And this is why the Parsha opens up with enumerating every single type of Jew, gender, whatever the case is, station of life. Because ultimately we have to remember that before God we are all equal. One can say, isn't the scholar, isn't the leader so much greater than the ordinary person? And yes, perhaps on one level, taken from a human perspective, there are differences. But here we are talking about our relationship with God in the most essential essential manner. And each and every one of us, we mustn't forget, has a unique purpose in this world. The greatest of the great cannot fulfill the purpose of the simplest of the simple because ultimately that simple individual has a particular place in this world where he has to complete and perfect a particular dimension of creation. And because of that, yes, we are all equal, each and every one of us, given the opportunities in life, given the talents that we have, given the levels of intellect or emotion or spiritual awareness that we have, each and every one of us granted certain gifts, gifts of upbringing, gifts of location, gifts of conditions, so different, but each and every one of us is equal in the sense that we have a particular role to play, which no one else can do for us. It is up to us and us alone. This indicates the infinity and the equality of the Jewish people as a whole. And this is why even though ten different types are mentioned, nonetheless, we all stand together. And what is Hayom? Hayom, our commentaries tell us, is Rosh Hashanah, the day of judgment, because we acknowledge that God is the ultimate judge. And not only is he the ultimate judge, but he is an honest and fair judge, a judge that isn't given to bribery, a judge that isn't given to moments of weakness. He is an honest and fair judge. What changes is our behavior. And hopefully we can stand before the judge of judges, recognizing and realizing that we are able to present our lives on Rosh Hashanah with a tremendous sense of correctness that we have changed for the better. But even that I mentioned before, even if, God forbid, we haven't changed for the better as much as we could have or should have, we stand before God who is not only a fair judge, but a judge of compassion. We refer to him as Avinu Malkenu, our father, our king. We appeal to him that he grants us a good and sweet year. Nitzavim is an important parsha, And it's an important parsha because, as I said before, as we go through the words of the parsha, we begin to realize how deep, how profound, how eternal this bond that Hashem has with us when he appointed us as his people. He says, Leman hakim otcha This is the purpose of establishing you today 
permanently establishing you today as my people, as my nation. You are my people, and I am your God. And God says something. It continues, and he says something in the name of God. He said, not only those of you who are standing in front of me today, it's not only with you that I have made this bond, but for each and every one who is here present, who's been born or hasn't been born until the end of time, each and every one of you is included in this incredible bond between me and you, says God. And this is so uplifting, knowing this before Rosh Hashanah, knowing this, that we are about to stand before God, and God himself tells us that yet he has given us the blessing, the energy of Nitzavim. He has given us the blessing of standing firm and correct with a tremendous degree of hope and aspiration that he will give us the good and necessary things that we ask for, that we pray for. And this is the blessing. This is the way God blesses this month. He blesses this month by re-energizing each and every one of us from the beginning to the end of time with this unique ability to relate with him to him with such absolute perfection. This is what the Parsha is all about. And he says, you know your history. You know what you've gone through. You know your past. You know the challenges that you individually and as a people have gone through from the beginning right all the way back to Egypt when you were enslaved there. And you have seen the incredible, incredible miracles that brought you to freedom, to liberation. And you came to a new land and you saw all sorts of strange and vulgar things, idolatry and immoral behavior, and you rejected all of that. You know, and he says, this is why you have to have this incredible relationship with me and continue to recognize the challenges that you have. You come to new places, and this is true about the history of the Jewish people. While many of us will recognize and acknowledge the rich and powerful past that we've had. We often think to ourselves, we come to a new place, and therefore that's no longer current. That is no longer important. That was in the past. Torah tells us nothing of the sort. Wherever we come, whatever conditions we encounter, whatever unique challenges that life brings, that God brings to us, it's there for the purpose of us overcoming those challenges, of retaining the uniqueness of the ancient legacy of the Jewish people, the richness, the wealth of morality, of ethics, of a Torah life based upon faith in God and fulfillment of his Mitzvot. And this is something which this Shabbos is all about. It's a very short Parsha. It's not a long Parsha. It's a Parsha which is short in the sense that it's only, well, you'll see tomorrow as you read it, or in fact, if you studied it during the week. It doesn't have all that many Psukim. It's one of the shortest Parshas of the year. Yet each and every single word is filled with such substance and meaning and greatness. Let me read to you something else where God says, this particular commandment, the Torah that I give you, this is not something which is distant from you. It's not something which is hidden from you. I didn't put it up in heaven that you have to, as our commentaries point out, that you would have to build ladders, so to speak, to go up to heaven and, and take it there and understand it at that level. No, 
It is not across the seas. It's right with you at all times. And this is one of the most important psukim, not only in this parsha, but in fact in the entire Torah. It says, For this thing is in your mouth. It is close to you. It's in your mouth and in your heart in the oral Torah. And you can fulfill it correctly and confidently. Torah tells us, God tells us, that he didn't make it impossible for us to be observant Jews dedicated to his great cause. It is not something which he's put away for scholars and great men who can climb the heights to spiritual dimensions and there they can fulfill the will of God. But it is something that each and every one of us possesses in the way that we do. Each and every one of us must know that it's close to us. And if we are honest with ourselves, if we are truly honest, honest with ourselves, we will see how truly close it is. It is not distant. It is not hidden. It's not in the heavens. It's not across the seas. It's right here with us. All we have to do is scratch the surface of our existence, and we will begin to see the wealth, the richness of Torah. We unfortunately create a hard and harsh facade where we don't allow these words, these ideas, these feelings of our heart, these thoughts of our mind to come to the fore. We hide them behind all sorts of barriers so they shouldn't interfere with our new lifestyle. But in truth, if we scratch the surface and we allow our true emotions to come to the fore, if for a moment we use our minds to correctly study the Torah, if we begin to do the mitzvot, in moments we begin to see how close, how rich, how personal it is. It is not something which is distant and far away. Hashem not only gives us the guarantee of Atim Nitzavim, you will stand just and proud on this day of judgment. You will stand before me and be given whatever it is that you ask for. But more than that, he tells us as well how close, how real this whole experience is. The experience of faith, the experience of Torah knowledge, the experience of divine knowledge, the fulfillment of mitzvot. It might appear to be difficult. You might think that it's something which is way beyond you. How can I possibly do something like that? How can I possibly put on filling every day? How can I possibly keep the shavas? How can I possibly keep kosher? It is so difficult. It is so challenging. Well, everything about life is difficult and challenging. But if you begin to do it, you'll begin to see that it's so easy. It's so simple. And certainly in the world that we live in, it is something which is so immediate as well. We live in a world of great comfort. And it's within this world that we are expected to fulfill the will of God. And it is a journey, a journey of greatness, a journey of spirituality, but a journey ultimately of ease as well. And more we get involved, the easier it becomes. We begin to recognize and see the closeness of God's presence to our very own being. This is the Weekly Parsha with Rabbi Mendel Lipska from Chabad of Hyde Park.
We're talking about this incredible parsha, the parsha of Nitzavim, the one that establishes our relationship, our bond, our covenant with God. We're talking about the fact that this is the parsha that God uses to bless the coming year, to bless the coming month, to enable each and every one of us to bless the other 11 months of the year. We're talking about a parsha that talks to us about how close this relationship is and how close it is for us to fulfill the will of God, that in fact all we have to do is scratch the surface of our minds and hearts and action, and we'll begin to see how easy it is to live a life as a fulfilled Jew. Yes, the world has a great many challenges, but nonetheless, the challenges are there because we have to, as human beings, exercise whatever strength we have. We have to exercise our choice in order to become those creatures that can truly say we are fulfilling the will of God. And this is why, toward the end of the Parsha, in fact, the last portion that we read begins with the words that God says, Behold, I give before you this day life and good, death and evil. God himself says everything that exists in this world, no matter how it appears, it can be appear as life, or God forbid is the opposite of life. I am the one who brings it into this world. I can show you good, and I can show you the opposite of good. I am the one who brings it into this world, and the reason that I do so is, first of all, to give you those good things, the things of life, the things of goodness, but at the same time, to challenge you as well, because you have to exercise, you have to realize that you have the power to overcome all these difficulties, you have the power to ultimately choose for yourself that which is good, that which is correct, that which is proper. All you have to do is to continuously reaffirm your faith through the strength that I give you, through the power that I give you. This is something which each and every one of us has to understand. Yes, It might be challenging from time to time to live life. After all, there are so many different things in the world, and not only so many different things, but unfortunately, as a result of all sorts of situations, a lack of understanding, a lack of good feeling, a lack of thoroughly understanding what the world is all about, we can confuse good and evil. Sometimes evil appears to us as that which is good, and that which is good appears to us as something which is evil. And this happens regularly on a daily basis, where people will do some of the most stupid things because it gives them instant moment satisfaction. But in the long run, they begin to understand that this particular mode of behavior is not good for them. And this is why this is a world, we talk about a world of darkness. It's a world of darkness because not only is there a great dimension of confusion in the world, but confusion in the sense that we begin to think that the darkness is light. We begin to think that the evil is good. We begin to think those things that damage us and hurt us are in actual fact beneficial to us. And this is what God is saying in this parsha. Take a look, re'e, look carefully at life. Look carefully at the conditions of life. Look carefully at the choices that you have to make. Begin to realize that it's not as it appears all the time. You have to look into it. You have to examine it. You have to have a sense of understanding and feeling, which of course comes from a profound sense of faith in God as well.
This is a parsha which ends the year. It's a parsha that tells us, yes, we may have made all sorts of mistakes in the past. It's been a year of challenges. It's been a year of choices. It's been a year where all sorts of things were presented to us. But it's also a year where we have done good things and positive things and great things. It's a year that we've moved forward. It's a year that we can honestly say we approach God on the day of judgment with certainty in our hearts. And if there is a doubt about that, God himself says, Atem nitzavim hayom, you are all standing before me on this day with a tremendous opportunity of hope and greatness and blessing and all that comes with it. And this is what this Parsha is all about. And as I mentioned, it's a short Parsha, but each Pasuk, each sentence carries with it such wealth of wisdom into every single area of life. And this is something which is so important. And while there is only a couple of days left, Shabbos and Sunday, today, tomorrow, and Sunday, before we begin to celebrate Rosh Hashanah, the new year, There is time to do these things. There is time to make changes. There is time to make resolutions. There is time to do wonderful and great things. There is time to reach out to each other. There is time to bring blessing. There is time to do things which are incredibly good. Yes, it might be a short time. It's only two and a half days. But two and a half days can be a very rich and powerful and time of great, great benefit and wealth. And this is why it's a time to use these things correctly. Look into the Torah and ask yourself, what is the best thing for me? What does God want from me? What is the infinite, immutable, permanent God in whom I believe and he has made a covenant with me? What does he really want from me? What does he expect from me? And look through the Parsha. Try to understand each and every single sentence and use this time correctly. Use this time in a sense that you approach Rosh Hashanah with a sense of purpose and clarity and a great sense of certainty as well because God himself guarantees each and every one that we will stand before him with blessing and with ultimately good judgment as well. This is why when you're in shul tomorrow and you are listening to this Parsha, reading this Parsha, studying the Parsha, listen to the words carefully. You have time to do great things. Atem Nitzavim, you are standing firm. You are standing with an ironclad guarantee of blessing to come. So each and every one of you should have a ketiva v'chatima tova l'shana tova you have a good and sweet year to be written and inscribed with all things wonderful, with all things great. May each and every one of you achieve the highest of the high. Reach out to God and ask him for all the things you need and want for good. Reach out to God with a sense of great concern that you will do things in a better way, in a greater way. Reach out to God with a tremendous sense of brotherhood and unity. Reach out to God with prayers that are both personal and universal. Reach out to God to ask for things that will give you wisdom and strength and courage and understanding of what right is all about. Reach out to God to give you the ability of making those choices from a tremendous position of clarity and awareness. Reach out to God that your loved ones are with you, together with you, enjoying and celebrating. May each and every one of you have a good and sweet year. May each and every one of you have a wonderful Shabbos. 
It's the last Shabbos of the year, preparing for the new year. May it be filled with all things good. Good Shabbos and Shana Tovah.